Hello and welcome to Beyond the Borderline. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring in a realistic and hopeful way what it's like to live with borderline personality disorder and other mental health problems. My name is Aline and I am your host for this podcast. I want to issue a proviso at the beginning of the podcast, which is that this is absolutely not a substitute for professional mental health and or medical intervention. So please seek out those sources of support if you need them. And I also want to mention that I will be discussing topics such as self-harm and suicidal ideation and addiction that may be triggering for a number of people. I aim not to discuss those topics in a detailed way as I don't really think Think that adds anything to the discussion and does not really fit in with the mission of this podcast. However, in a spirit of being authentic about my life with borderline personality disorder, those topics will be mentioned in this and subsequent episodes. And I will do my best to issue trigger warnings before I start discussions about those or other potentially triggering topics. The music you heard at the beginning of the show was a song called Identity by X-Ray Specs, British punk band from the 70s. And I chose it because I love X-Ray Specs and because identity seems like a really apt topic for those of us with borderline personality and other personality disorders. So that's the music in case you were wondering. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode, in this case a mini-sode of Beyond the Borderline. You probably can hear that I sound a bit different than usual and that's because I'm coming down with a cold. But I wanted to get this mini-sode up and out because it's a follow-up from the previous episode on boundaries and BPD and if you haven't listened to that, check it out. This one is on a specific aspect of boundaries and BPD. It is in fact about splitting and why setting an interpersonal boundary when you're splitting might not be the most effective route to go. For anyone who doesn't know what splitting is, I recommend that you go back and check out my previous episode on splitting. You can also Google BPD and splitting and you'll come up with a lot of different stuff. And I'd like to start by quoting from an article I've actually quoted from before. I think it's a brilliant article. It's by an author called Sarah Cooper. This is in The Mighty. I'll be linking the article in the episode notes. And the article is called The Symptom of BPD That Makes My World Black and White. So I'm going to just read a little segment from this article. Splitting is a symptom of borderline personality disorder I was unfamiliar with until recently, despite having been diagnosed in 2015. Splitting is a coping defence mechanism people with BPD use to avoid rejection or being hurt. It means that someone is either good or they are bad. There are no bad people who are nice sometimes. It is black and white, good or bad. I know this feeling and I recognise it in my own behaviour. Splitting feels like self-destructive behaviour. I can get consumed in my anger toward people. All my memories with that person become tainted, bad and wrong. 
Just thinking of them fills me up with anger. Hatred builds deep inside my body, flows through me and consumes me. I obsess over this hatred. I want it to go away, yet I can't stop thinking about it all the time. There is a rational part of my brain that tells me to try and ignore these feelings, but the emotions are sometimes just too strong for me to move past. My personality disorder does not mean I'm broken, but it does mean I think and do things a little bit differently than the average person. It's a reaction to the fear of abandonment, the rejection and hurt that I cannot face. The idea of being rejected is so abhorrent to me, it's easier to just tell myself the person was evil and everything they ever did was part of some sick plot to humiliate, hurt or upset me. So that's the end of my quoting from the article. What I would ask you is, do you recognise yourself in that? I mean, I certainly do. This is one of the key aspects of BPD for me is that black and white splitting behaviour and it's led to me doing things and saying things in the heat of the moment that I really regret afterwards and even if they didn't ruin a relationship they certainly affected it in a way that did not promote uh, the relationship being healthy. I am in fact struggling with splitting at the moment in a particular personal interaction. Now I wish I could tell you that I've gotten over splitting and I never experience it but that just simply would not be the truth. What is is different is that I don't automatically and impulsively react when I split and some of the ways that I react are raging, being really self-righteous, obsessively messaging someone, blocking them, self-harming, cutting them out of my life and so on. I did block someone recently and then unblock them because I was splitting them. I do get urges to do this kind of behaviour but I have more awareness about it and I also have more tools to try and sit with the distress I feel when I'm splitting without doing anything that's going to make the situation worse. I mean, not too long ago, just to give you an example, I was silently vowing to take revenge on someone because I was convinced that they had deliberately disrespected, used and deliberately humiliated me because I'd not heard back from them on social media. Then they actually messaged me and I felt like a bit of an idiot, to be honest. But what I will say is that once the extreme emotions and distress subsided, I was pissed off and the fact is that they had been somewhat remiss in getting back to me. Truthfully, I'm still unsure about whether this is a manageable interaction for me or whether it's too triggering to deal with or whether it's a relationship I really want to engage with. If the truth is in the grey rather than in the black and white, then our reality when we split is not really the truth. At least it's not the whole truth. Now that's not to deny our feelings when we split. Rage, hurt, sadness, pain. These are all valid emotions. The problem is, is that in that super intense state, they can lead to very rigid black and white thinking that is not an accurate reflection of the situation at hand. And I want to reiterate, that's not to say that you're all wrong when you split because there's a kernel of truth in everything. For example, in my current situation, my vengeful and furious thoughts are accompanied by intense rage. Intense rage may be a somewhat intense emotional response to an interaction with someone, to be honest, I don't know that well. However, I have had some rather intense communications with them. But I am underneath that intense emotion, somewhat frustrated and irritated. To get to the point where I actually can tune into to being irritated and angry and a bit hurt 
starting to figure out what I want to do with that rather than being you know so enraged that I'm going to explode and cause a big drama I need to reduce my emotional intensity let's say if I send a string of raging texts or messages which I later regret which I've done many times before not only do I have the rage to deal with I also have the added shame of having done something I regret now this is also the case for me when someone is not that available for whatever reason so let's say I've messaged them or I've contacted them and for whatever reason they're not contacting me back in a manner I regard as timely. I'm also very tempted to keep chasing them and going, hi, are you okay? Hi, I'm here, I'm here and here. And that, if the other person is consistently not responding in the same way that I am, that can lead me to feeling a lack of self-respect. So that's another way that I sometimes react to splitting. I can have these sort of somewhat exaggeratedly positive feelings about a person and put them on a pedestal and then go to the opposite extreme. So when I'm splitting, if I can hold off and do something to distract myself and let the strong emotions lower in intensity, it will be much easier to make decisions about how to act that preserve my dignity, self-respect and personal personal power. As an example right now, I met this person who I'm talking about for coffee today. I was a little disappointed because I was maybe hoping for something more than friendship, but it sounds like what's on the table is friendship. They are quite intense and I am quite drawn to them and I'm quite intense too and when I left I felt okay and I handled the situation pretty well and at the same time I was aware of feeling really angry that they told me they were involved with someone and really angry that they weren't wanting to be with me. I'm now feeling quite anxious that they haven't texted me or messaged me to acknowledge that we met for coffee and I'm actually distracting myself from messaging them by recording this podcast episode and I'm also doing an online job application. So I'm doing things that are productive for me and that build mastery and that increase my sense of self-respect and purpose. Although it's difficult because I have an urge to message the person and I feel hurt, I'm trying to just accept that I don't need to message them. If they want to meet me again for coffee, then they have my number and they can contact me online. I've done a lot of the work in fostering this relationship or this interaction and the ball's now in their court. But real talk, sometimes the first step is harm reduction rather than a perfect ability to wait until the emotions settle before acting. A few days ago, I impulsively posted on social media without naming this person, thankfully, about how I'd let myself be disrespected. And it was a very angry and, if I'm honest, somewhat self-righteous post. That wasn't really ideal. It was preferable, though, to sending them a bunch of raging messages or hurting myself. At least I posted in a fairly general way and I didn't mention any names and at their request I did remove that post later. I did also explain to them that I'd split them and we were able to have a conversation about that and I'm hoping that as a result the air has cleared a bit. So how could this have gone down differently? Well I think it could have gone down differently if I had not posted to Instagram but maybe journaled my feelings and thoughts or used a distraction such as physical activity or splashing cold water on my face or listening to music to avoid taking any action other than let those intense emotions subside until I could tolerate them and sift through my thoughts to check their accuracy. Any boundary I set with this or any other person would be most effectively done, I think, from a calmer, more considered place. Not an emotionless place, but a place 
from where I can see more than my side of the story. Now, again, this is not about making myself wrong and the other person right. That would be black and white thinking again. It's about taking a wider view of the interactional relationship and figuring out what my objectives are for it beyond the flush of intense emotion. Now, I'll give you an example based on this interaction again. I met this person kind of feeling that I was attracted to them and it was clear that they wanted to meet on a friendly basis. But I wasn't sure until I met them. I certainly am drawn to them and I find them very charismatic and very attractive. But I do know due to certain factors that this would not be a viable relationship. And of course, they're in a partnership and they were quite clear that it was a closed relationship, not that I'm really looking to get into an open relationship or to be involved in a couple, avoiding any thing like that at the moment that's not a judgment because there are people who have polyamorous uh, relationships and and that's fine for them that's not something I think I can do as someone with BPD. The reality is in my heart that I know that this wouldn't really work out. If there'd been an opportunity to have sex, maybe that's something I would have taken them up on, but that's off the table. If I'm really truthful, I don't know if I just want to be their friend. I'm not actually sure what I want from this interaction. All this thought process is something that I'm able to do because I've calmed down a bit and I'm not in that reactive black and white, I hate you, I love you mode, even though there are sort of stirrings of that and I am noticing that I want to ignore them now or not talk to them or accuse them of not contacting me, which just wouldn't really be appropriate because it's not like I'm in a relationship with them and even if I was that would be problematic. If you are in a situation where you're splitting and you argue or storm out you fall into self-loathing or you do something that's an impulsive reaction to splitting, you're probably not moving closer towards your long-term goal of really figuring out what you want from this interaction, which is going to be based on other factors that are really hard to access and think about if you're splitting. And one thing about my own splitting experience, just to look at it from another side, is that it does demonstrate to me that I'm letting myself feel my emotions rather than avoid, suppress and cut off from the inevitable ups and downs of relating to other people, which I did do for quite a while when it came to any potential date or romantic interaction, because it just felt too much for me. I am allowing myself to feel, and the reality is it does often feel like a shaky balancing act. My ideal strategy for dealing with splitting is as follows. Use distress tolerance. Do not act, react, communicate right away. Take a step back and do something else to bring the intensity down. You are not making yourself wrong here. You're just taking a step back to give yourself a better chance of acting from a place of power and dignity. Once you have lowered the intensity, you could write out your thoughts or you could speak them into a voice memo. No matter how outrageous, irrational or extreme, get them on paper and start looking for extremes, look for judgments of self and others, then look at the facts. Try not to attach interpretations or assumptions. Once again, to give you an example from this particular interaction today, this person clearly stated that they want to be friends and that they're in a relationship. Now, even if I think, oh, I think they might be a bit attracted to me and they're not saying, the, the fact is they've been very clear about what they want and what they don't want. And that's what I have to go on because I can't read their mind. The issue is, do I want them as a friend? What do I want? It That puts the focus back on me and what I want and don't want rather than 
what I think the other person's thinking, what I think they want. Because at the end of the day, this is about me finding my own agency and my own sense of power and not giving that power to another person. So once you've looked at the facts to the best of your ability, you might ask yourself what in your heart you think you need to do. Now, for me, in this situation, I will be honest, even though I know in my wise mind and in my heart that this would not work as a relationship, I also feel disappointed and I also feel a bit hurt and I wanted to be desired and liked in a romantic way and it hurts that the person is offering something that is not exactly what I wanted. So one of the challenges for me is to accept both of those at the same time. It's to go, it is sad and it is disappointing and they are not offering that. And so really, if I'm looking for a romantic partnership, which I am, then I need to pursue other avenues. And that's a way that I can take some agency for myself and make some choices and put the focus on thinking about my own actions rather than what they're doing or not not doing, even though it does hurt. Now, it may be that one thing that will help is to get some input from someone you trust, someone who's non-judgmental and who will be able to give you uh, an honest perspective in a loving way. It could be that you need to take a break from the situation or, or it could be that you need to set a boundary. You decide that you need to assert yourself, you will need to figure out whether and how you do that. And I love examples, so I'm going to give you another example from today. Now, this person was late to our meeting, not by long. In our online interaction, they had offered to buy me a coffee as a way of apologising for their own part in the disagreement that we had. And I said, sure, fine. By the time I got to the place where we were meeting, I was a little earlier, so I got myself a coffee, then they were late and they came in and they actually had like a Costa cut. They had said they would do something and they didn't do it. If I was in a relationship with someone, that might be a bigger issue than it is with someone I don't really know. Now, I did notice it and I'm not saying that I just completely gloss over it because at the end of the day, the person has offered to do something and they haven't done it. So they've been inconsistent. They've said one thing and they're doing another. But because this is someone I've met for the first time and I don't really know, although it is hurtful and it causes me to feel rejected and to start projecting a bit into what they're thinking or not thinking, which of course I don't know. The reality is that it's something I choose to notice and this is the first meeting. They're not saying they want to date me. So all those factors conspire to make me decide that I'm noticing it, but I'm letting it go. I'm not making an issue of it. Also, I suggested a meeting place and I got the name of the meeting place wrong. They were running slightly late and couldn't find that meeting place because I gave them the wrong name. So it's possible that they got to the location they thought we were going to meet and didn't see me there and had the intention of buying a coffee. And then when they realised that I was at a different place, they just grabbed a coffee and came to meet me. This only occurred to me a couple of days after our interaction. And I share it as an example of how when we're splitting, we can miss out on other possibilities as to what the person's motive is for acting the way they do. If I were to notice, if I subsequently met this person and they kept saying they were going to do things and not doing them, then that would be something that I would be noticing. I think unless we are talking about 
clear-cut emotional, physical and or sexual abuse. It can take time to figure out where a relationship is going and what our objectives are for that relationship. For me in this situation, my splitting head tells me I don't want anything to do with this person ever again. They're not interested in me. They're just using me. They've already got a partner and that's my splitting head. My other splitting head would be to go, oh no, they're so wonderful and they want to be my friend and we're going to be great friends and take everything they say at face value. The wise mind part of me can acknowledge that I might be interested in a friendship with this person, but I'm not really sure yet. And I do notice some things that make me a bit uneasy. However, I'm not ruling out a friendship and it really depends on what they do to follow up on this coffee. Splitting encourages split second decisions and reactions that, as I've discussed, we may regret or change our minds about later. And for that reason, I do not think that informed decisions about what we need within a relationship can be made when we're splitting. However, splitting may alert us to an area where we are vulnerable to being triggered and it might also signal that something needs to be adjusted or communicated in our relationships. Rather than intense rage which may arise from past triggers it could be that what is more relevant to the present is mild to moderate anger about a particular issue which we need to address as skillfully as we are able. After the coffee I felt a bit rejected and ashamed. One of the reasons that I'm clear about that I'm meeting this person is that I on a personal note am reconnecting with my sexuality and sexual preferences as bisexual with an interest in safe kink and this person is someone I can speak to about these parts of myself. So I did get that from the interaction and I enjoyed that and I found it a positive experience. I don't think shame was justified and I am relieved that I managed not to give too much of myself away because they were asking me some fairly probing questions. I have mixed feelings about this interaction, that's the honest truth. I'm going to plan to continue considering my thoughts and feelings and observing the facts of this interaction, not what I want it to be or what I think it should be. Now this stuff is tiring, it takes a lot of effort to think things through and to surf the urges that we get when we split to react rather than react and to just frankly bring down emotional intensity. To keep trying new things and exercising self-compassion when I don't manage to behave exactly how I want to is a challenge, but I believe it's worth it because despite how I feel, doing so puts the power and choice back into my hands. So I think I'm gonna leave it there for today's mini-sode. I'd really love to hear from you about your experiences of splitting and what your thoughts are about this topic of boundaries and splitting and what some of the strategies you found help you to deal with splitting without it really becoming a big problem in your relationships or at least being able to address it when it happens in a constructive way. I'm personally particularly interested in hearing from you if you're in a relationship because I um, at a point where I'm open to dating and being in a relationship and that is my biggest trigger for splitting and for B my BPD symptoms in general. Don't forget you can contact me via Twitter on Beyond the Border 3, that's at Beyond the B-O-R-D-E 3. Please do DM me or tweet me with your feedback. I would really appreciate if you can go to whatever podcast network you're 
listening to this podcast on and leave a review for the show because it just really helps to get the information out there to people who need it and might benefit from it. I also want to wish you a safe Christmas and New Year. I know this can be quite a challenging time for a lot of us. I know it really is for me and I'm going to have to do quite a bit of pre-coping around my mother in particular that I really struggle with. She triggers me quite a lot. That's going to be an effort <laughs> to be honest uh, but I know that I'll feel better for making that effort than I will if I start blowing up at her or act in ways that I'll regret later. So I wish you a peaceful 24 hours and at the very least a few peaceful moments in your day. I will catch you next time. Peace.